<laughs> you got this. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I'm just getting over a cold. I was really feeling shit yesterday, but today it's a bit a bit better. So I'm hoping I'll be well enough to go to work tomorrow. 24 hour thing. Yeah, I'm hoping. I don't know. Um, That's yeah. time of year though, isn't it? Everyone starts it, getting it now. It totally is. Yep. So, yeah, how are you? Um, uh, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> shitty. <laughs> oh, God, you've had a shit week. Yeah, it's been one thing after another this week. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, even at work, they were saying to me by Friday, I was looking tired. <laughs> It's just, yeah, been one thing after another, resulting in an epic anxiety attack on Friday night and a day in bed yesterday, unable to face the world, really. One of those days where literally everything was just too much. Yes, I've been there. Yeah, so uh, I don't feel as bad today. I managed to get up and go out. We had a nice family day. Um, but I definitely feel like one more thing is going to push me over the edge. I think my threshold for just dealing with difficult situations and, uh, stuff coming at me is so thin now. It's so low. Mm. I, I, I just kind of crumble really just, yeah, I was really noticing that. Yeah, a lot, of tr- uh, a lot of triggers for you this week too, and you're still in the vortex on top of on top of all that, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that may be like an underlying kind of subconscious contributor where I'm feeling pretty sensitive anyway. Um, but yeah, like I mean, the the meltdown yes on Friday night wasn't anything to do with affair stuff or anything at all it was family stuff and having to confront what a nice change of pace for you no I know I'm like (laughs) yeah I should be grateful didn't I (laughs) a meltdown that's not about the affair yeah makes a nice change (laughs) let's Uh, have a meltdown about something else (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. so that was about confronting some parents about some behavior towards my son on uh, his bus home from school a few days ago he texted me from the bus on the bus which he hasn't done before kind of giving me a step-by-step rundown of what these kids were saying to him and what they were doing and saying to me um because I've always said to him you know if things get too much I will go and see the teachers at school and normally he's like no 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 you know it's all right and he just said can you um can you go to the school about so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so because they're doing this, that, and the other. And he listed all these things that they were doing. And for me, it just crossed the line. Like they've been not terrorizing him, but they've been targeting him on low level teasing and bullying. Stuff. It's yeah. Bullying. Yeah, it is yeah. bullying um, on quite a consistent basis all through last year. And I didn't really get involved. And what he was describing to me this time round, just, 
cross the line. So I sent a message to these mums afterwards. And to begin with, the responses were quite, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. And, yeah, I'll be looking into it. Two of them apologised. One of them I didn't hear from again. Or two of them two of them apologised. Two of them I didn't hear from again. Um, and then I got these three kind of, this was a couple of days later on Friday, um, defensive um, my son's not done anything kind of it's banter and roughhousing um excusing excusing mm-hmm. their behavior kind of responses and um it just literally it wasn't so much it was they they'd obviously the three of them had kind of got together and decided what they were going to say and sent these texts in succession like one went first which gave the other one permission which gave the other one permission right right and so they felt like they were coming at me two of them I knew well, I know all the mums anyway so two of them I rang yeah anyway and their tone to me on the phone was completely different to the tone in the text messages yeah it was all fine and we just kind of talked about things yeah and, and I just was- find that so much like it's all it's always best to at least get on the phone but even better face to face because then you're just like okay we're both human beings you can't when you have that person right in front of you i don't know it's just harder to misread subtext or to yeah and my my message that i had sent was quite stern it was like lay off like it was polite but yeah tell i would like you you to kindly tell your kids to leave my son alone yeah kind of thing um but it wasn't so much that like i can take that like i feel justified i don't feel i was out of order i don't feel i stepped them over the mark i don't think i think i was justified in what i did it, it wasn't that it was the um the feeling of being attacked mm-hmm. and it really shook me back to that place of when I received those pictures and you know I was I think I've said it in I don't know which podcast it was quite recently in one of the podcasts I said when that happened the shock that somebody could be that malicious and that um nasty and vicious and purposeful towards me broke something in me I am convinced that is where the PTSD came from I don't think it was the affair as such I don't think the affair helped the D-Day feeling but I really think it was that second D-Day I guess in a way a couple of weeks later Mm -hmm. um and it was that feeling again. It was that feeling of feeling attacked, getting really upset that why do I have to defend myself? What have I done? These people are really out of order. That whole feeling really helpless and picked on and pathetic and just it knocked me for six. And I literally went to bed, complete wreck. I couldn't sleep. I was I had really bad dreams that night. I woke up the next day feeling really tight in my chest and and short of breath and just panicky like I just don't want to leave the house. I I'd never even see these women either and it wasn't like it was it wasn't even that bad. Like it mm-hmm. really wasn't that bad. Um like it's not like they were you fucking better tell yours that you know it wasn't like that at all. It was quite amicable but you know just kind of I felt that stuff that they were saying was just excusing behavior that really shouldn't be excused but 
that's just the difference in the way that people view life and we have to get used to that but it was that kind of thing I just thought god I fucking hate people I hate people I hate I was just like no wonder I live on a fucking island I just like I don't want to leave the house and be subjected to this stuff I, I can't handle it like my brain and body cannot handle it anymore mm-hmm. so yeah I feel a bit better today but yesterday literally I couldn't eat I couldn't get up I couldn't um I couldn't make decisions I couldn't I just couldn't deal with the world at all yesterday it was horrible yeah oh god yeah, you just need to go to bed and be still and check out. Just check out for the day. Yeah, totally. Not have to deal with any yeah. any real life or anything. I couldn't, yeah. I managed to get up about kind of five o'clock and have some toast. And then today when I woke up, I felt a bit better. And we went out and had a family day. And, and I feel a bit more resolved in my no I did the right thing I it needed to be said and um I needed to kind of just say it call it as it is which is what I did in my message but um and it will all blow over and hopefully this will be the end of it now because they know these kids know that if they continue to do it then next time I'll be around the house so um hopefully it will be the end of it yeah Um, I hope so or little fizzle out yeah but it was just yeah it was just a lot yeah and on top of my kind of meltdown I had previously in the week I just yeah week of fucking yeah just uh, anxiety and my nerves just can't take it P they just can't like they just can't deal with yeah. it anymore yeah we got we're depleted our nerves are not as strong as they used to be. Yeah, I do think like my threshold yeah. for what I can handle now is much lower than it used to be. Definitely. Yeah. My brain yeah. and my body just goes, right, computer says yeah. no, shut down, like warning, <laughs> warning, warning. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Totally, makes total sense. Yeah. So earlier in the week, Oh, uh, you saw my Instagram little reel. Yes. The reason I did the video is because I knew we would talk about it in the podcast at the weekend. Um, but when I talk about it after the fact, I'm a lot more calmer. Um, you know, I can explain things. Yes. Can, you yes. don't get that raw emotion in the moment. So yeah. I thought, right, I'm just going to record this. And again, I do where I'm just, I just record it on my, I don't do it straight onto Instagram. I just record it on my phone. And then I think, okay, well, I can watch it back and decide if I want to post it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, no, I need to, because it was just real. And what has happened is at the weekend, I had gone to an end of season kind of do. And it was a really nice afternoon um, at the, it was a cricket club and, there was barbecue and awards and all there was parents versus kids matches and it was a really nice afternoon and we were just leaving and there was a mum there who I know I've met her they live near us and I've bumped into her into in our local shop and stuff like that and um she I knew that she had 
my husband had taken the kids camping in the holidays and I know that they had bumped into her there. She was there with her son and, and some friends. And um, I saw her and my husband just have a little interaction and I saw her kind of touch her face and my husband kind of laughed and that was it. And I just immediately thought that she had made a comment about his lack of facial hair because being in the army when he's not at work he doesn't shave so he hadn't been at work for a long time in the holidays and he had quite a beard so I just assumed that that's what the comment was and why she touched her face and why he laughed I didn't hear what the interaction was but that's where my brain took me to and I just thought that's a bit personal um okay right bit weird and just left it and we went home and took me two days to bring it up and I brought it up one morning and my husband was very puzzled because I said well she's made a comment about your facial hair and obviously because it hadn't happened he was really like well I don't remember that when you know so I was saying well I just find it just made me feel really uncomfortable and I just thought it was a bit overly personal and anyway all this stuff and then about 20 minutes later he came back and he said no what I said to her was her son had won an award that day so what had actually happened is that he had said oh you must be so proud and she had replied with oh emotional and kind of the touch to her face was about you know yeah tears tears. yeah yeah so then I felt really stupid although I didn't accuse him of anything at all I didn't go what was that yeah yeah I just explained what I had experienced and what I perceived and but it just really brought back that feeling of what's it, what oh she's better than me he's you know this interaction is a bit personal and he is weighing up his options again mm-hmm. Th- that's what it felt like and um she wasn't and it's I don't think that I've really gone to that place surprisingly in four years mm-hmm. yeah because I don't actually think I've seen him really interact with any females really I probably yeah. have I probably have I'm probably making this up and I've probably had maybe meltdowns when we were away I don't know but I can't remember yeah um but yeah, I definitely haven't had one recently. I got a bit, I felt a bit funny when he didn't tell me that he was having to do a long car ride with a colleague on a work thing and the colleague yeah. was female. So I just assume everyone in the army is man. Yeah. Um, and when I found out this, it was a, with a woman, I felt really uncomfortable that he hadn't mentioned it, but he didn't think he needed to mention anything. But I don't think I've had that raw emotion that put me back into that oh my god I'm in a competition that I didn't know I was in and and I'm now I'm in competition with all these women that come up to you yeah oh fuck it's just the worst yeah so that's what was making me cry and it's it's like I I remember when I got married I had this really I don't know if anyone else can relate but I had this real feeling of oh I've done it now you know like I can stop. I've done it. I've found it. This is my person. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not in competition with anyone. Yeah. You've got your person and your partner and, you know, that's it. 
Absolutely. Yes. Job done. I can Job relax. done. And just, I never yeah. have to worry about that thing again. Yeah. Yeah. And so that whole feeling that, oh, my God, you might not be, is just not very nice at all. Yeah. Or I've, you know, I've been fooled or I'm not good enough or, you know, all those horrible horrible feelings of self-doubt yeah and just oh maybe maybe that he's still looking and he really isn't and he wasn't and but I think one of the things and I've said this to him so many times before the affair partner in my eyes anyway was so like really I've said it before on the podcast yeah you're attracted I just was like if you are attracted to her and you are willing to give your family up for, her, for that then anyone is fair game do you know what I mean there yeah only yeah. one way to go from her is kind of up like so, so when someone comes along who is you know kind of attractive and um very uh well spoken and you know I was personable and all these things I was like oh my god shit I'm in trouble mm-hmm. yeah it just brought up that insecurity yeah and anxiety so you know I just kind of recovered from that when all this stuff hit I think the stuff was the next day when my son texted me was the day after and then it took two days for all this barrage to come back at me too much and you're still in the vortex you know in the you're in that time period too so right away your defenses are stripped down a bit yeah but I think, you know, it just, it's those things that we talk about, these waves and these things that we have to just kind of deal with and, and the best we can, because what can you do, you know? We can't do anything about it. No, you can't. No, you have to keep move, looking forward. <laughs> keep looking forward. It's my, my mantra this week. Don't look back. Keep looking forward. <laughs> yeah, and you know the one thing it did the day after the day after I made that video on that was Tuesday, I think. I went for an early dog walk about six o'clock in the morning, and I, I think I messaged you because I had a real angry scream. Like when I go out at six o'clock in the morning, there's nobody there, so I yeah. can like properly. And I had this real screamy rant to myself about just how frustrated I was like here we go again why do I have to fucking feel like this like real yes and I kind of thought right stop blaming the affair like this has happened you can't change it like I can get angry at the affair and go for fuck's sake here we go again and this is inflicted on me and I don't want this and and I don't but I realized that I have a choice about how I allow this to show up in my life Mm -hmm. like I can choose to recognize those feelings and that paranoia and have a word with myself and be like look at the evidence around you my husband has been solid he has been absolutely solid and all week he's been absolutely solid I need to say to myself look at the evidence he is not going anywhere. He's not done anything to create this anxiety. Like he didn't do anything at the weekend at all. Yeah. It, it was my perception. It's like, yeah, you're the stories that you we make up in our heads, right? Yeah. Which 
it's understandable. I'm not beating myself up for that. No. But what I'm saying is that when these things come up, I do have a choice about how I allow it to enter my life. And I need to get to that point where I'm like, right, I'm choosing this. I'm choosing to get upset now where I can maybe take some different tact and some different strategies and do something different yep and respond differently so i don't keep having to go oh for fuck's sake why is this still fucking affecting me yeah and i mean you're we are you know the podcast is such a positive thing that we made out of a shitty situation yeah and i think it's allowing us to vent it's allowing me to kind of go over these things and share these feelings with you and everyone else that is listening because i'm sure people experience the same things and if i can kind of talk about okay this is the point i'm where i am i am sick of this fucking shit like i'm yep. sure you are we all are like, yes sick of I, this shit i found a quote on instagram you know my my favorite place and um it says uh i will tell my story not to hurt you not to exact revenge not for sympathy but to lift the weight that holds my soul a prisoner of silent pain. Oh, yes. Right? Like, yes. I will tell my story not to hurt you, not to exact revenge, not for sympathy, but to lift the weight that holds my soul a prisoner of silent pain. I just love that. It says it's by someone named Alpha, but who knows if, you know, who knows if anything's real on Instagram, but um yeah I really I love that idea because I sometimes imagine that people are like oh my god stop talking about it stop you know why do you need to rehash it it's over but it's like I'm not doing it to get sympathy I'm not doing it to punish him but I am doing it to lift the weight of it yeah like to it does help me yeah, and you've got to go through it, the motions of it because it's so reoccurring. Like, whether we like it or not, it's reoccurring yes. in so many ways. And, like, now I'm, like, almost four years. I am getting to the point where I'm fucking tired of it and maybe yeah. I should start doing something different. I need to kind of go, right, I'm not fucking doing this anymore. When I get triggered or when I have these feelings, I'm going to choose something different because I am fucking sick of it. Yeah. But I've only been able to get to this point now. Like, I don't think I could have done this last year, the year before. Like, you have no. to keep going over and over and over it and, and go through the layers. Whatever the layers are for you are at your own pace, at your experience. You exactly. Know, you can't say to somebody, right, you should be doing this now. You yeah. have to get to that point. Yeah. And everyone your... has their own pace and their own you know, and two steps forward, one step back, all that stuff, all those cliches are so true. Yeah. And you uh, have to get to those points of realization and decision making yourself. Like, I can't say just because I've got to this point where I'm going, right, I'm going to do something different. I can choose how this shows up in my life now. I had no control over that. 
kind of last year or the year before at all. Like the emotions were coming so thick and fast. You don't, I didn't have any control over it. But now I feel like maybe I do. And maybe it is now down to me to start, start kind of choosing differently. So I, it doesn't show up in my life like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Whether I'll be able to, I don't know exactly we'll have to see but I did really feel that mm-hmm. just through I was just so pissed off I was just like oh, fuck off I just don't want this in my fucking life anymore and I suddenly thought well what do you do when you don't want someone or something thing in your life anymore you get rid of it you think you do something different mm-hmm. so you know I don't want to get rid of my husband to get rid of it I don't think that would work this is a me job this is something yeah. I've got to do And now I feel ready to maybe choose that. Yep. Well, that's something positive after a shitty week. Yeah, that is. But then two days later, I'm in bed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Honestly, you should have seen me. It was a proper, like, I was, my hands were shaking. I was crying. I was like, uh, yeah, it was, it was really bad. It was really bad. Oh, I can hardly wait to crawl into bed today just because I was feeling sick. But also Sundays, like my daughter normally goes back to my ex's today and I usually clean the house, which I still need to do. But then, you know, I might treat myself to a little afternoon nap. Oh, my God. There's just nothing better than checking out and crawling into bed. Yeah. And not feeling bad about it either. No, no. Just resting everything. But it's interesting because one of the comments somebody made on on my reel was about the the legacy of the inf, you know the infidelity the legacy that we carry of the affairs and it's so true and I yes. read a um I read there was a blog I'm still on the affair recovery kind of mailing list and the blog they sent out this week was so true and it said about how the wife carries the burden of the choices of the other person yeah and it talked about how it was about well, love. We, well we've talked about that too it's like yeah we have it's left to us it's like what the fuck yeah and it it, it was really talking about love and it was yeah. saying how you know what people think love is is this you know yes. giggly um stomach flippy kind of feeling and that's what they're chasing in an affair and in reality that feeling only really is in the beginning of a relationship it doesn't stay and how he was saying how the gift of reconciliation and forgiveness um is a miracle of love that's basically what this podcast i mean this blog was saying in that when you can show your partner no love at all in the act of an affair, the fact that they respond with love and reconciliation and compassion is proof that love exists and is a miracle of love because we're the ones that carry yeah. that burden forever. And so, you know, it should be honoured. And and I was just like, oh, my God, yes. Like, of course it is. Of course it is. And we all know that, but, mm-hmm. you know, we live it every other time we every time we have a meltdown (laughs) that affair recovery guy always gave me the creeps i never liked him (laughs) 
No, his wife looked miserable. I just thought, I don't know. They said some really helpful things. I remember listening to those at the beginning, but ultimately, I don't know. That guy just rubbed me the wrong way. But most men do these days. Oh, speaking of men that rub me the wrong way. So I was telling you my my neighbor who I share the co-op house with. Like, we don't live in the same house. We each, it's a duplex. Anyway, last week he texted me and said, hey, do you want to come over for a drink on my deck? And uh, it wasn't, it's not a rom- romance brewing, um, I promise. But um and I said, oh, sure, I, could, I only have like an hour because I had some friends coming over. But um, yeah, that's nice. So I went over and we chatted and I learned a bit more about, you know, he and his ex-wife was like his high school sweetheart. And I think I didn't really get too many details, but it sounded like, you know, the reality of being grown ups and yeah, they just weren't compatible, blah, blah, blah. Who knows? And then I told him what happened to me and I told him briefly, you know, well, my my ex-husband had an affair, so it's a little different, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, well, you know, I haven't heard his side of the story. <laughs> and, and I thought, and in my head, I was like, you're dead to me. <laughs> I'm, you're dead to me. Like, we're now, this, this friendship is, this budding has come to a screeching halt. Because I, well, just, I just fucking hate those things that people say, like, you know, his side of the story. Oh, so what would make it okay? Yeah, so when you what? do hit, when he does hear his side of the story, then so that's like, going to obviously yeah, excuse the so behavior. Like, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Like, even if I was the most abusive wife, which I'm not, I wasn't, but, you know, it still doesn't make it okay for him to have an affair and gas me and put my sexual, my health at risk. Like, it's just the most unhelpful things people say. We should do an episode about the most unhelpful things people can say and oh then, my god yeah i've got a list of yeah them. exactly it's, a, it's a, actually be fun to like write those yeah notes. and then let's do that next time totally and then it reminded me yeah i was out for a walk with another friend of mine uh, this woman i know and she she knows all this all this story and i and i was saying something to the effect of you know well you know he he has been a good dad and he's you know, he, he gets her to school on time and he makes her lunch and he feeds her health. And I, and she was like, what? He's just like doing minimum. Like he's, he doesn't deserve an award or applause. Like he's just, he, she was just like, and she's happily married, but she was like, why do we applaud men for doing the bare minimum? Like bathing your child and making their lunch, getting them to school on time and, you know, consoling them when they're upset. Like that's just, called being Normal. a parent you know <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't need to go wow isn't that great but um yeah anyway what a funny week let's hope this week's better um neighbor probably cheated on his yeah sounds like to me i know i bet <laughs> well, i always think when people say things like that you're like right okay mm, you've done that <laughs> yeah i don't know it was yeah possibly hey I wonder anyway he's he's nice enough but that really bothered me but I don't know him well enough to say if we ever have another drink which I'm not inviting him over anytime but he's dead to you now he's kind of dead to me he's kind of I'm kind of like oh I see okay yeah oh 
Yeah, so I am just pretty exhausted. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm but exa- I did today. I did uh, go to a, a pleasure beach today. We had a free day out on the army. which A pleasure rich. beach. I've never heard that expression. That's what it's called. A pleasure beach to me sounds like a sexy nudist <laughs> a nudist beach where you no, see, in, no in the UK <laughs> a pleasure beach is like a really <laughs> scummy kind of really old try hard um, amusement park on the beach mm. and they're usually really old and really expensive <laughs> and not what they're all cracked up to be but yeah. we had it um, free it was an army day out which we get quite rarely so we decided to go and um Honestly, everybody needs to have a ride on a yeah. roller coaster every now and again. It just... Except for me. I don't like it. If I come visit you, please do not take me on a roller coaster. I know, but it was literally like 60 seconds. But it was like this complete release. Like you can't help but laugh and scream. Yeah. And when I got I off, it. I, I was just get like, it. man, I needed that. Like, I needed a little adrenaline rush and a little letting go. Letting like you're, go. It, yeah. I letting guess go. what it is is like, you're just, you're letting something else take control. Hey, like, you're, yeah. you're surrendering. It's a surrendering. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun and it's exhilarating. And, and I was just like, I wasn't trying to um, not be scared. I just, you know, when you just, let it out like if it made me laugh or scream it was just coming out naturally and um I was just like oh my god I needed that I probably needed that although I could only manage it twice because I did start to feel a bit sick but um yeah I was just like oh this is so what we needed and we just had ice cream and donuts and um yeah it was just a nice time we definitely needed a couple of hours just fun that'd be fun and if it was all paid for that would be even more fun yeah the food was paid for but the rides were paid for and yeah i'm glad you got that nice family time yeah we absolutely needed it and i do i'm now considering um kind of including a small roller coaster in the house reservations (laughs) 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 so anytime i need to just you know go and just let loose and scream and laugh maybe just like a bungee jump you could get someone to build a large tower in your backyard in your garden and you could just bungee jump see that's something else i will never do i will never bungee jump jump out of a plane all those things i'm just i'm not oh god no i'm just not a thrill seeker oh my gosh you're so cool well, I no, but I wouldn't do it now because I have children. But I did it right. in my twenties. <laughs> I wow. went. I went to live in America when I was twenty for a year and a bit as a nanny, and we just were crazy. We I jumped out of planes. I went to strip clubs. We <laughs> just, <laughs> like, Amazing. Yeah. So I did. Um, yeah, I jumped out of a plane twice then. Um, and that was amazing, but I'm not sure I would have the nerve now. Like at 20, just oh don't. God. So you jump really out and then, like, and then you pull a parachute, and they're like, "Now pull the parachute." Is that's what that's what you no, do? No, yeah, I had a man strapped to me. Like I didn't. It was a tandem. Oh, okay, so the guy was. Yeah. Oh God. So I didn't really I have to do a, anything. That's a bit. So you had no choice because when he <laughs> no. jumped, you didn't really jump out of a plane. No, he jumped out of a plane and you just happened to go along for the ride without any. Yeah, choice. but I could have. Jumped <laughs> out. Like, 
I tell you what, though, when you're sitting in the doorway, the thing I tell people, if you ever do a tandem skydive, because you're, <laughs> in, not. Because you're in front of them, um, they have to sit on the edge because obviously they have to kind of shuffle out. So right. you're kind of perched on the very, oh very edge oh of the door. No. I feel like my heart's pounding just like, hearing you describe it. To them just hanging there in the middle, Terrible. waiting for them to actually go. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, I've done all that stuff. Uh, not sure I would do it now, but like 60 seconds on a roller coaster is fine. Yeah. Maybe like, I will take you there, maybe. No, I'm not going on it, but I'll watch you do it. <laughs> what are you going to do like to scream and let it all out oh I don't know um I do like like does skinny dipping count that's kind of fun yeah or maybe cold water like yeah I could do that like I could dunk into some cold water that that I could do okay well I live on an island so we can do that as well okay oh my god I want to come visit you everyone (laughs) send us we need e-transfers somebody give us some if someone out there is just happens to be super rich i just need about 1500 canadian dollars so i can go visit joe (laughs) i'm begging on the pet podcast i just want to visit her and we'd have so much fun we will meet we will meet one day and we'll video it no no we totally we totally will we totally will it's gonna happen uh you always lift my spirit Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I always feel better after I talk to you, too. Yeah, it's like my um, little Instagram post I did a while ago. Everybody needs... Uh, a what pee. did I put? A, B- <laughs> a good P. No, no, a BBF. <laughs> what did I put? A, a oh, B- a BBF. Oh, yeah. A BBFF. Is that a BBFF? Yeah. A betrayed best friends forever. Yeah, a BBFF. Oh, my God. We are BBFFs. <laughs> oh, my God. Thank God. <laughs> Yeah, everyone does need one, at least one. Sadly, yeah. I, I have a few friends who have been through this shit show, and the list keeps growing. But yeah, go and um, find yourself a BBFF. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, you go have a rest. Yeah, it's the Queen's funeral tomorrow, so oh, no one is right. No one is going to work. We're gonna. Uh, yeah, we still have to go to work here. There was some talk about making it a holiday here too but not not i think maybe it's a government holiday but not for me well i am gonna go i'm definitely gonna watch the whole thing i think it's a huge historical moment and um yeah i'm gonna sit Plus, on the couch yeah. with a duvet and a hot chocolate and, and a, gonna... now a cup of tea you're supposed to say a nice cup of tea yeah i don't really drink tea and a and a biscuit <laughs> um, <laughs> i like just you know that was that was like mary poppins poor old what's his name really awful english yeah i know it's not my forte what was his name dick van dyke (laughs) like eliza doolittle hello (laughs) all right okay (laughs) okay take care i'll speak to you soon take care have a good week week bye